You're listening to Titan Nature's Yellowstone, a podcast for those that don't get out, can't get out, or can never get enough. Sponsored by Think Tank Photo. Think Tank Photo designs camera carrying solutions for working professionals. Welcome to another episode of Titan Nature's Yellowstone. Here we are on July 29th. Time for another recap, just a couple days until the end of the month. And so this is probably going to be a quick recap this month. Uh, as far as the thermal activity things that I wanted to mention, the only thing that I have today is Steamboat Geyser, which it did go off on July 8th. So that was a 37-day interval. Uh, it lasted for about 19 minutes. And when it gets in these longer intervals, this is usually where it's going into that, you know, maybe a four-year cycle, but who knows what it's going to do. It's not predictable. As far as other geysers and hot springs, you know, it was it was nice. I was I caught uh, Beehive uh, a week or two ago. Caught White Dome geyser today. What else did I caught uh, catch? You know, I know that some of the guides have caught a few different geysers. Pink cone the other day. So you know, there's there's not a whole lot as far as updates or changes or things that I can think of that I want to report on there. And then you know, I'm gonna have uh, what I got here about six species of animals that I that I'm going to report on. Uh, start with my favorite, the wolves. So wolves are still at the Slough Creek area. So again, that's where their den site is. They've been active there just about every day. Uh, the reports and the things that I'm hearing, seems like the wolves are, you know, the puppies, you know, they're getting bigger and they're they're moving further and further away or going further down the hill from the, the den area. But they're still, seems like they're still in that area. Cut other wolves. Out and about different places. Uh, I was a trip earlier this this month, and it was really cool because you know we caught the wolves a little bit of activity at the den, not much. And so I was just out scouting the valley, and we went up high on them at kind of at the confluence area, and started looking back and forth. And there was a bunch of ravens, and I thought, oh, hopefully I find something. It seems like there's a carcass, just nothing going on. And finally, further out, uh, clear out. Cache Creek area almost uh one, two, three, four, five, six, seven wolves. I think there ended up being ten wolves. And it was pretty awesome because we were able to follow them through the valley for quite a while. And really the only ones that saw them, I reported them um once I saw some other people. And I don't know of anybody else that actually got to see them. They kind of dis- disappeared uh part way through uh Lamar Valley. And I found out that that was actually I was thinking while I was watching them that was uh part of the junctions or something and actually ended up being one of the groups kind of a split off from the the junction butte pack which you know usually covers lamar valley and then also today as, as far as wolves you know it's been really hit and miss on other wolves in different areas but today actually at gibbon meadows at uh i don't know what time we got in at seven so eight to eight thirty sometime uh there was eight wolves i think we only saw seven of them at Gibbon Meadows, kind of on the north side, there was a, a elk carcass, I guess. I guess it was an elk calf that they had gotten there. So that was nice to see because I hadn't seen um, the Wapiti pack that close for a while. This was only, you know, again, I saw seven members, but it was nice to see the alpha female. She's a, a white wolf. And as far as I know, the only white wolf in Yellowstone, although she has a daughter in that pack. I think it's a daughter. Daughter. That is not as white as her, but is pretty pretty light colored. That was nice to see them today. 
that's kind of what I have on on the wolves. Blue Creek is kind of the hit, you know, the main spot, and occasionally you're getting them out in the valley. A lot of luck getting them other areas like today, which just nice seeing them out of the Hayden Valley and on kind of a close distance with the Wapiti Lake Pack. Bears, it is definitely quieting down on bears. And I think a lot of that probably has to do with our heat. It is hot out there, and that's I guess that's something I can report on. It is hot. We're waking up, and it's 60 degrees in the morning. We're not used to that, so it's, you know, making the wildlife, can make that wildlife a little tougher. But with bears, you know, it's definitely quieting down. I mean, mid-July, I think it was July 14th or something, I... I was I got lucky and actually stayed out in Cook City. And so staying in Cook City, we were out in the valley by 5:30, 5:45 in the morning. And kind of at one spot, we could have seen eight different bears. We actually watched four bears, went in to try to find the wolves, came back, had four more bears at a different location up higher. And so that was good. I mean, and that sounded like that was a couple days and he had this uh four grizzlies down low just off of Amethyst Bench. So uh, two of them I call twins, you know, probably some sub-adults. And then two others or adults, one probably a, a boar, the other a sow. Uh, just guessing based on size. Up high, there was a single bear and then a grizzly sow with two cubs. And she'd been out quite regularly, and I haven't heard about her being out for a little bit. She was pretty regular, which was, was definitely nice. Uh, as far as you know, right now, as far as bears, you know, black bears haven't even been that active that I have heard about or seen kind of hit and miss. Grizzlies, it sounds like people are still seeing one at an amethyst bench in Lamar Valley early, though. You know, it seems like by the time that we get out there, 730, you know, they're all gone. But so as far as, you know, touring and stuff, it's it's tough because it's hard to find bears. We are still seeing wolves. Um, so bears are definitely quieting down. You know, last year and two years ago, you know, I remember, right, I was about 100% on bears on any tour. Of course, that was only one tour, well, I guess five to six tours a, a week. Uh, clear through August 1st, and also August 1st hits, and it's like they disappear. But this this year, it's it's been a little tougher on the bears. Elk, not much more to report on the elk. You know, good bull elk sighting still going around the canyon area, as well as... Bridge Bay. You get out early in the mornings, you'll see them along the Madison and uh, typically around Mammoth Hot Springs still and going that way. And goats. This was nice because, you know, usually goats going out towards Baronet and the far end of Lamar Valley on the cliffs. And finally had them come over in the month of July, a couple of them in the Golden Gate area. So that is nice. Always wait for those to come down because when you see the goats in the Golden Gate area, they're a lot closer. And, it, you know, that one's not consistent. It's hard to rely on that one. But I always watch that area because they've, they've come down there now. Uh, and the bighorn sheep, it was really nice to see uh, about a week ago, the bighorns uh, were over by the Yellowstone picnic area. So they brought their, their lambs outside the, those canyon walls, had gone down, you know, towards the, the butte right there. Definitely something to watch for the bighorns. And when you see them, you know, they kind of look like deer. And you think, well, they don't have big horns, so they must be goats or something else. I think I hear that a lot. Big horn sheep, the the ewes, the females, have small horns. They don't have those full curls. So that's what you're going to be seeing through there. Above the den site over in Lamar Valley, above the Junction Butte den, there have been some uh, rams out there, and they have those those big curls on them. 
usually this time of year, those those rams are up higher and harder to see, like at that area. And then I think the last species that I wanted to report on was the bison. And so the last couple of weeks, I've kind of been watching, you know, we're getting close to the bison rut. And you see a little bit of the males mixing with the cows, the the bulls with the feet, um, the bulls with the cows, and a little bit of of their bellowing here and there, a little bit of uh, rolling and dust. And boy, going into day, it was just completely different. I mean, it was it was almost like it was full on. You had some guys, you know, wanting to go head to head. They were tense moments there. We were kind of hoping for a fight. We never saw one. Um, we had a lot of rolling, a lot of dust clouds. We had the Fleming response. So Fleming response is the the bison, the bighorn, the elk. You know, all these ungulates do this. It's where they they're curling their upper lip and they're sticking their nose in the air. And after they've basically smelled the female, she urinates and they smell or he smells her. And that Fleming response, they have this organ called the Jacobson organs, and and basically they're sensing her pheromones. They're finding out if she's ready. Um, you know, and I, I tell a lot of the uh, the boys on the tours, you know, ask them if they have girlfriends, and if they don't, I say, hey, here's how you want to get a girl. And this works every time. Just do what the bison do. You know, go out and find a nice patch of dirt or kick one up, create some dirt, urinate in it, and then roll in it. And the girls seem to love that. Now, you'll see a lot of that with the bison right now. Um, and he, I mean, you'll see that with the elk later. And it's all part of this this... I guess you could say ritual, this courting with the males and the females, you know, scents are very important. The smells are very important to the animals. And so a lot of neat behavior, a lot of neat stuff going on. Um, And the bison right now, I could just sit and watch them for um, hours. Well, at least until it gets hot, uh, just because of all the activity and intense moments and things going on with the bison. As far as other updates, um, I'll hit the weather again. It's hot. That's all I have to say about that. We had some rain today, which was nice. Nothing to report on fires, which is great news, but quite a bit of lightning today, so I'm hoping that none of that sparked anything. And trying to think, I think this is going to be a a short one today. Uh, Tune in next week. Next week, I am going to have an interview with Jim Reed. He has been the the resident artist at the Old Faithful Inn for many years now. And I am I sit down and talk to him about, you know, how he became the resident artist, some of his work. Uh, if you haven't seen his work, it's worth looking at. It's fantastic. He's very talented. I'll have some uh, notes in that on the, in the show notes. Uh, but again, Thanks for tuning in this week and uh, look for that episode next week. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Tied to Nature's Yellowstone, the podcast for those that don't get out, can't get out, or can never get enough. Keep up to date with Tied to Nature and Think Tank Photo on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube.